Welcome to the Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. Michael is a speaker and author of two best-selling books and the president of three financial companies. Everything that we've created, the different companies, the different divisions, has all kind of been born out of a need. You know, it's not necessarily saying, hey, uh, let's go do this. It's, it's more so saying, you know, where is the need that we see and where are some places that we can fill that need and add value? And then we've kind of created solutions around it. He's also been a guest on several national media outlets like CNBC, Fox Business, and Bloomberg. His passion is to help you live well in retirement. He is also a dedicated husband and father and a big supporter of several local and national charities. Now, it's time for the Wealth and Health Radio Show with your host, Michael Wall. Well, welcome in, folks, to the Wealth and Health Show. It's a brand new Sunday. Uh, Randy, I'll tell you, you know, each and every week we talk about things on this show that I think, not I think, but I know are impactful. You know, it's been a long time of helping folks and families protect, grow, and reduce taxes on their wealth. And so, folks, if you're a first-time listener, I want to welcome you to the show. The goal really is to give thought and insight to help you take steps and listen, you work hard for what you have, right? So you want to make sure that you are taking the steps necessary to protect, grow, and reduce taxes on your wealth. And I love this quote here, Randy, from Zig Ziglar. He says, motivation gets you going. Habit gets you there. Make motivation a habit and you will get there more quickly and have more fun on the trip. Hey, Mm -hmm. I mean, who doesn't like fun, Randy? Come on. And by the way, folks, each and every week, you know, we got Mr. Randy Cook. He's in the studio cooking some great stuff up for us, talking about a lot of fun and insight that's going to help you to live well in any economy. By the way, you got a question, give us a ring. Reach out to us, 888-511-WALL, 888-511-9255. Or as always, go to leanonthewall.com to learn more about us, uh, learn more about the show, all these other things. And uh, boy, it was a lot of fun in New Orleans the other week. I'm, I'm excited to air that Chicago interview behind the scenes in a couple weeks. That's going to be a lot of fun, Randy. It is. We had a great time there. And my favorite band of all time, being an old trumpet player that I am, mm-hmm. and uh, had an opportunity there to not only introduce the band, uh, sit down with the band for 20 minutes and talk to them. And you had a great interview with the guys, Lee Lochnane, Robert Lamb, and uh, Jimmy Panko. And uh, so that'll be fun. You've had an opportunity to talk to a lot of great musical artists on the show. And uh, we're going to have one again this week, kind of a, a, a complete flip-flop. Chicago's been at it for 50 years, and we got an artist today that's uh, just starting out yeah well i mean that's you know that's kind of the cool thing so folks what are you going to get in the show today it's going to be a lot of fun we're going to talk about health care that's that's something that's on everybody's mind what's going on with the new health care bill you know the repeal and replace or is congress and, and the senate going to pass something here how's that going to affect markets this is on everybody's mind randy we want to dive into that i want to dive into the idea of making sure we're taking steps to reduce taxes folks on our wealth this is key Listen, if you just grow your wealth and you have zero planning to reduce taxes, all you're doing is you're increasing the government's portion. That's all you're doing. So we want to make sure that we add strategic planning into the portfolio and take a look at that. And I know, Randy, you were talking about, we talked off air a little bit about the health care bill. So let's jump into that just kind of briefly. And, you know, I tell you, there's a lot of conversation wrapped around that. You know, when Trump came in and was, you know, obviously got elected, There was a lot of conversation that in a short term, short order, he was going to have this done, that done, this done, this done. And listen, I I understand and I believe that the guy really thought that this is something that was going to be the case. But I'll tell you, when you get into these governmental waters, they can be very, very muddy in very uncharted territories, can't they? Well, I think that a lot of people, when they heard about healthcare, Michael, I know people are always looking for opportunities, where to invest, wondering if they repeal Obamacare, does that mean there'll be an opportunity someplace else? Or do you you latch on to what's going on in the Trump bump and all of that? And now here we feel like the market's a little wobbly now. There's a little bit of a stall going on when it comes to the healthcare bill. It's a little uncertain waters right now, isn't it? Well, I got to tell you, you know, um, the markets have been very reactive to the governmental decisions. And you're seeing, you know, when you watch markets pause throughout the day. And of course, folks, when we're talking about markets, we're talking about the Dow Jones. We're talking about the S&P 500 and even the NASDAQ, even though they kind of can work in, in difference to one another. 
But, you know, there's a little bit of a pause over the time when you see a reaction from the Fed. Is there going to be an interest rate rise? Uh, what's going to happen with health care in general? And so, unfortunately, we're in a situation, Randy, and this is the thing where it becomes so much more challenging uh, when you look at investing money for consumers long term. Because people do enter into a space of financial, what I call financial amnesia. In other words, they forget some of the things that happened in the past. They might look at the markets over the last year six months, you know, whatever, and say, wow, we've made a bunch of money in the stock positions that we've had. Boy, we've really been up. But they forget the fact that if they go back to 2000, the markets really have not made that much money over the last 16 years. That's the key. It's not about what did you make last month or last year. It's what did the markets perform for you over the last period of time. And the, the key there, Randy, we talk a lot about the idea is whether or not you're retired or not, or whether you're adding money in or not. And when you look at the overall markets in general, I think a question you have to ask yourself, especially when we take a look at the volatility index, uh, the VIX is a commonly used term where people will gauge fear in the markets, where we are, what's going to happen, where are things moving. And when we move to a place where we have tremendous volatility, primarily aligned with governmental and Fed momentum, and what do I mean by that? I mean, you know, okay, if the government or, or if Trump and the administration is able to pass a bill, well, then everybody stays and remains excited and exuberant and they're in a situation where, you know, the markets continue to go up. Or maybe the bill doesn't pass. Well, then what? Well, then the, the doubts come in and say, well, is Trump, is Trump really going to be able to do what he said he was going to do? And that's, I think that's probably my biggest concern. When you look at the government overall, Randy, it is so deep and so thick. You know, the, the amount of lobbyists that exist in Washington today are greater than we've ever seen. We're in a situation where there's so many industries, you know, that are just kind of facade industries in a lot of way. I heard somebody say before, Planned Parenthood. <laughs> you know, I heard a comedian one time talk about Planned Parenthood. And he said, you know, Planned Parenthood is, is really a deceiving name. I mean, this is, a, this is an organization that is helping people that really hasn't planned parenthood at all. <laughs> you know, I mean, they're in a situation where there's zero planning in that process. And yet that's what they call it. So it's, there's a lot of smoke and mirrors when you look at the, the things happening out there. And so the key is how do we dive through that? And what does that look like in relation to our finances? Because listen, folks, if Trump doesn't have the ability, I'm all for it. I'm all for change. I'm all for, Randy, I'm all for smaller government. Okay, I'm all for the idea with the fact that we reduce government in general. Government's to be there for us, not against us. And when you're in a situation where you have a business, for those of you that are listening out there and you're a business owner, you'll know this. Year after year after year, regardless of where you are, regardless of the state in the, in the country you're, you're in as you're listening to this, you, you'll know that year after year after year in a lot of places, you know, there's a, an additional tax and then another tax and then the business privilege tax, which is my, the one I hate the most when you think about that. So because I have a business, they're going to assess another tax just to, for the privilege of having a business. I mean, how does that make any sense? It just doesn't, folks. I don't mind paying taxes, but at the end of the day, what we know is the government is thick, it's deep, and we need to reduce a lot of it. And if Trump doesn't have the ability to cut through a lot of the nonsense and really get the support on both sides of the aisle that he needs, I'm not sure, Randy, where that, that's going to fare for the markets. And quite honestly, I think it's going to fare to the negative. You know, we can't forget we've been on a bull run since 2009. And that's really, really important when it comes to what's going on with our overall markets. And we're seeing that reflected a little bit last week. And even the markets at the beginning of the week started out and, you know, the, the market was down over 100 points uh, last Monday, just, just talking about some of these things potentially not getting through. So, Michael, when you say that, does that mean that as you're advising your clients right now, you're kind of backing off and taking a little more of a defensive eye, a defensive position on what we're looking at in the future? Yeah, we are. You know, we actually last, not last week, but the previous week, Randy, we went to a little greater cash position in the portfolio. And the reason we now, obviously, folks, you got to preface it with this, okay? Uh, the things you need to understand is we have investments where we utilize things that are on market, okay, where we're buying in things that are directly related to markets, whether it's stocks, ETFs, different closed-end funds, whether it be non-trades. Now, non-trades a lot of times are not directly affected in markets, but those are things that we'll sometimes we'll use some clients, you know, whether it be private equity, whatever. So those are on-market, a lot of times, or market-related instruments. And then we have off-market structures, Randy, which we're in a situation where they are not affected in any way, shape, or form by the negatives of the market. So when you look at our actively traded portfolio, we're in a situation where that is something where two weeks ago we did 
Uh, we started moving a little bit more to cash. And the reason is because anytime that there's uncertainty, you know, again, the market's been on a pretty, pretty strong bull run since really September, October. It's, it's kind of been rocking it up for some time now. But if you take a look and you go back and you say, okay, back to 2014, we know that the markets were still kind of sideways. So we wanted to be in a situation where at this stage in the game, we said, what we're going to do is anytime there's massive uncertainty out there, we want to take a step back. You know, Randy, it's almost like the idea of holding a stock through earnings. You know, I don't know if you've ever heard that idea or the thought of whether or not you should hold a stock through earnings or not. Now, if you're in it for the long term, if it's a long term play, then that's fine. You may want to hold it through earnings and you're good. But a lot of times people are in a situation where right around those earning times for a company, they're getting ready to report and share how they've done over the last quarter. Okay, did they did they meet the benchmarks? Did they did they outperform? Did they underperform? And just that in and of itself can move a stock. 5, 10, 15, 20% in a real short period of time. So you're in a situation where obviously if you're hanging in there long term, you know, maybe maybe you have a, a negative report and then long term it ends up bouncing back. But we're in a situation where we're talking about the overall markets here. We're not just talking about a stock. And that whole statement and, and, and thought that we've heard from time and time again, which is a rising tide will lift all boats. We know that. And a tsunami is going to wreck all boats. And so when we're in a situation where we see healthcare being in a place where they're, they're just not getting the support that they need. You know, I was reading something the other day talking about how Trump had said that he wanted to pass healthcare bill over a certain period of time as far as a certain amount of days. Well, you know, the problem is, is we're in a situation where the guy doesn't even have all of his cabinet in place you know, let alone passing a bill. And so that's the tough part. And it's not necessarily that he doesn't have people selected. It's the fact that the government itself, the process is so thick and cumbersome. And when you have to go through that process, it becomes challenging. I like the idea, Randy, of, of, you know, the old Titanic story, right? And if you're investing your dollars and you're in a situation where you're out there and you're coming up to an iceberg, would you rather be on the Titanic or would you rather be on a speedboat? <laughs> I mean, you'd rather be on a speedboat, right? Because you're going to be in a situation where, God forbid, you see the problem come, you're going to be able to turn quickly. That's one of the big challenges, by the way, that a lot of the larger firms, big firms, have in the industry for client portfolios is they cannot exit the market quickly, even if there's red flash, red flash, red flash, red signals saying, hey, get out, get out, get out. They cannot, in a lot of ways, exit quickly. And the reason is, is because there's stipulations on that management because they're managing so much wealth that if they actually come out too quickly, they can implode markets. That's why it's so important, in my opinion, and that's why we've chosen the route to be boutique, because now we're in a situation where we can make changes for our client portfolios and do it in a way where it's advantageous to them. But we, listen, right now, yeah, we're taking a pause. That's, that's a long answer, Randy, to your short question, but we're taking a pause right now. We're not getting rid of the optimism. We're just saying, you know what? There's some uncertainty right now. We're going to take some profits. Uh, you know, I was talking with a client the other day from Texas, and I said, hey, we're going to take some profits off the table. We're just kind of cool the jets a little bit, and we're going to rest. And that's what they're paying me to do. So that's exactly what we've done. You're listening to The Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. And a look at uh, what's going on in the markets right now. A look at how Michael does what he does. And a lot of fun here on the show as well. We've got some music for you this week and for next week as well. So I, I encourage you to stick with us as we have a lot to offer this week as far as good, solid meat to think about when it comes to your money. You can find us online. Learn a little bit more about us at Lean on the wall.com lean on the wall.com and if you like to sit down and talk to michael go down to the bottom of the page and you'll see something there that's there's a button there that you can click and you can fill out a field and and tell michael what you're interested in and he'll get back to you and talk to you about what is your concern what are you looking for as far as help with your money here's our number to give michael a call it's 888-511-WALL 888-511-WALL or 888-511-925 well, we want to talk about the things on the show here that you're concerned about, but there's no better gauge on that than the questions that people have when they come into the office. We'll handle a few of those. Coming up next on the Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. It's a beautiful day. Are you concerned with all of the uncertainty that's happening with our country today and how it can affect your finances? Hi, I'm Michael Wall, president of three financial companies and the host of the Wealth and Health Radio Show. 
I've written a simple, easy-to-read book that can help you cut through the nonsense in the financial world, as well as empower you on how to make better financial decisions and how to be a better steward of your wealth. Go to retirewellbook.com. Again, that's retirewellbook.com right now to get your copy. Thanks for joining us on the Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to the Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. That, of course, the sound of Chicago, band that's been around for 50 years this year. As a matter of fact, they're coming to West Palm on the 30th of June at uh, the fairgrounds. And uh, we kind of want to get you ramped up for that. Next week, Michael has his interview with the band for Chicago, and we have their tour books to give away. It is the nicest tour book I have ever seen. If you want to go to their show, this is perfect homework for you. It really gets you jazzed up for the show. Listen next week here as Michael talks to the group Chicago. That was a fun trip, Michael. You know, that was a great trip. And, and it was interesting. I, I met, uh, you know, we were at the Ritz there in New, uh, New Orleans, and there was a lady right there, or a couple, I should say, that I met. Actually, it was an interesting uh, connection, but they were actually in the elevator. We were coming up and we were just having a conversation as I do with everybody anywhere I go. <laughs> Talking about whatever, trying to draw it out, see what people life experiences have been. And, you know, what's, what was interesting is they were just there for a conference. They were from Canada. I think it was Niagara Village, I believe is what it's called, right by Niagara Falls in Canada. And uh, we were just talking about some different things. And she was like, oh, I'm such a huge Chicago fan. It's amazing how many people <laughs> all over the globe yeah. Uh, you know, and what really hit me, Randy, is these guys, they're in a situation where, they, I'll tell you what, they have literally, you talk about, you talk about repeated effort and, and creating success. You know, a lot of people think success is created because it just happens, because they just wake up one day and they got the gifts, or they're just in a situation where they're the God's gift to the earth and, and the world should part and their success is just going to come. But, you know, success comes from small steps repeatedly over time. And when you look at this band, you look at the influence, Randy, that's really what hit me, is these guys are in a situation where they've been doing this for 50 years. Yep. They've sold over 100 million records. I mean, that's unprecedented. No, you know, I don't know that any other band's done that. I mean, it's, probably, but it's, it's amazing. And they're in a situation where they literally toured. This is what really got me. They literally, in the first long time, did 250 shows a year. Yep. Think about that. And that's amazing. <laughs> I mean, these guys are machines. And now they're doing 100 shows a year. And they're in their 70s. So, I, I mean, it's just, you know, the level of the level of effort and the passion, you know, and it's like anything else. I think that's what we got to gauge. I, I wasn't planning on going here. I was talking about a story in Canada. I'll get back to that. I get off on the rabbit trail, Randy, from time to time. I mean, you know, it's just my story. <laughs> I, if I, I see a rabbit going, man, I got to chase that thing. There Because, you know, there might be a lucky foot or something somewhere. <laughs> I don't know. But, you know, one of, the, one of the things that I was thinking about is just the idea that, man, in life, Anytime we go after anything, we have to give something up to get what we are going after. And I think that's an important thought because, you know, I think a lot of times in life we're in a situation where we're, we're just kind of mindlessly, you know, Zig calls it, people walk through life as a wondering generality. They're not a meaningful specific. They don't really have uh, specific, well, I want to do this and I want to do that. They're just kind of going through life saying, well, what's next? I don't really know. And, and I remember talking with uh, one of the girls that worked for us a couple years ago and a great, great girl. Her name was Sarah. And I mentioned to her, I said, listen, you got to specialize in something. You got to master something. She, she wanted to do this and she wanted to do that. And she wanted to do all these things. And I said, Sarah, listen, just you're young. Just master something. What are, you, what are you inclined to go towards? Master it. Put in the effort to be the best that you can be. And when you think you're good enough, continue to get better. And then when you master something, then you have built a stage that you can actually go and do something else. And that's what Chicago's done. I mean, you know, when you think about some of the things that they're doing and some of the people that they've connected with, they're a generational band. I mean, there's people that are, you know, in their late teens, early 20s that know who they are. And there's people that are in their 70s that know who they are, 80s. Mm -hmm. So it's amazing to see that kind of spread. The other thing that was intriguing to me, Randy, is their music is real. You know, real instruments. They're actually creating the music. It's not on computers. Not that you can't create music with computers, but I thought that was kind of cool. But anyways, getting back to the lady from uh, Canada, we, we just had a great conversation, great story. And, and their story. And, and we were talking about a lot of different things, not only uh, Chicago, the band, but retirement and all these other things. 
And, uh, you know, it's just neat to get people's perspectives from all over the country. And by the way, you know, a lot of folks that I've talked to from Canada are in a situation where they actually hope America does not go to a single pay healthcare. That's a little side plug there, but they hope it doesn't happen because a lot of them still come across the border and get healthcare, Mm -hmm. (laughs) believe it or not. Well, it's true when Michael says he'll talk to anybody. If you if you know Michael, anybody will say he's a talker. So, <laughs> it's absolutely the truth. But you know, the experience that you had this week with somebody who came into the office, I think it's a very good overview of if somebody reaches out to us through the radio, through the website, through social media, however, it's it, this is a pretty good example of connecting with someone and figuring out what they're what they're looking for, Michael. Well, yeah. I mean, we uh, mentioned we had that experience the other week. And, you know, I think one thing to preface, Randy, we are a boutique firm. So I want people to know that it's not something where, you know, we're just going to go work with anybody. Somebody's coming in and they want to start a Roth IRA and they're 28 years old. I mean, uh, you know, it's great. But unfortunately, as a firm level, we're not going to be able to help them. We have a minimum. We have a private wealth division. We have a pro athlete division. So we are boutique in that in that manner. But yeah, I had a gentleman that actually, he came into the office, Randy. I'd never met the guy initially, obviously, and found us uh, online and, and uh, after hearing some of our things. And, you know, basically he knew that we went to Christ Fellowship, had connected, but he was retiring and he was in a space where he needed to do something. He had his 401k that he had to roll. And he needed to do something with that money. And it was challenging for him because he, I mean, you could see the stress on him. He had gone to a couple other advisors. They had shared some different things. But one of the things that stood out to him, I think that was huge, is that he said, you know, I heard a lot of conversation about finances. I heard a lot of conversation about growing my money. I even heard conversation about protecting my money. But I didn't hear any conversation about diving into, what about long-term care? What about saving taxes on the wealth as I grow it over time? What about the correct estate planning? What about mitigating and reducing risk? from lawsuits on the portfolio. So one of the things that we talk about, Randy, as you know, is the idea of people being their own CEO. And so folks, if you haven't been tuning in or you're plugged out, you're, you know, I don't know what you're doing, massaging your spouse, whatever you're doing, tune in for a minute. And I want you to think about it from this perspective. Listen, you are the CEO of your own portfolio, whether you're self-managing or whether you have someone else managing that money. You're the one that's in charge of that company. It is up to you, whatever that dollar is, whether it's a million, five million, 10 million, 100 million, doesn't matter. It's up to you to be in a situation where you make good decisions as the CEO of that company as to where that money should and should not be managed. If you're managing it yourself, I think, Randy, that's where people have to have a realistic questioning and perspective in their own mind of, is this really what I want to do, big picture? Do I really have the insight to bring the things to the table to my portfolio to help me have the level of success I want to have? And by the way, I understand why most people manage their money. They do it because they don't trust the industry. There's a lot of people in the industry I don't trust either. The financial industry, unfortunately, there's a lot of people out there. You know, it's hard to understand what they're saying. Number one, it's hard to know. Do they really have my best interest at heart? And these are all things that we need to be asking questions about. And so that's why when we dove in with uh, the gentleman that came into the office, we had that conversation and we really took some time to educate him in a way that was simple. You know, we talked about building the financial house. We talked about creating some worlds of investments and really dialing it in in a way that he could understand in a simple format. Here's one of the things that I do love, Randy, is when he left after the first meeting and he actually, he decided uh, after that meeting, now not everybody is, is this quick, but he was, He basically said, you know, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to roll the money and I want you guys to help us with what we're doing. And obviously we're going to meet back again here and create some plans specifically for his need to tailor what he needs. And everybody's situation is different. But he said, you know, I have a piece. I have a total piece about this. And I haven't felt this at any of the other firms I've been at. And I I really appreciated that. And the cool thing is, is he was willing and everybody that comes in, they're willing to be open and honest. That's the key, whether it's in finances or whether it's when you're meeting with your doctor, you need to be in a situation where you're open and honest about what's going on in your mind. And that's really, really important to help you get to where you need to go long term. I mean, that's really the key. You're listening to the Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. And to sit down with Michael and talk about what you want in the future, what your jo- your goals, your challenges are, and where you'd like to be, Michael can sit down and, and, and map out a course for your future. It's leanonthewall.com. That's our website, leanonthewall.com. 
Down at the bottom of the page, you'll see a button that says request my review. It'll open up a field for you to fill out. Michael will get back to you and talk to you about what you need for the future and how he can help you make that happen. Again, online, it's leanonthewall.com. Michael, you said something significant there in the segment that I want to go back to. And you said you were talking to that young lady and said, be good at something. Figure out what you're good at and thrive in that in order to succeed. There are a lot of people that have done very, very well. They've formed a business. They have multiple businesses. They've done very, very well at what they do. Then they get to retirement and then their thought is, well, I'm going to manage this estate. I'm going to manage this money. And if they're good at one thing, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to be good at something else. I think it's significant that people do need help along these lines, whether they've been successful at their business or whatever, they do need help along this area. Well, they do. You know, I mean, we're not all Randy Cooks of the world. You know, I mean, Randy, you are good at everything. Yeah, so that's that's. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, you're you're exactly right, and you got you got headlines coming up saying, you know, hey, we're talking about you know a lot of analysts are looking at a potential for a global stock sell off because of the disappointment on what's going on in the in the economics environment, the governmental environment, like we talked about before. What happens to your portfolio if that's that happens? Well, Michael, that is, if I can interrupt for a second, that is one of your chapters in your book. There comes a time in your life where you're not putting money in, putting money in, you're starting to pull money out. And that's only a natural thing to do, but that's a whole different dynamic with your money, isn't it? It is. You know, we, we talked about, Randy, the idea in that, in that chapter, talking about basically understanding insights, right? And so one of, the, one of the things that we talked about is reverse dollar cost averaging. Now, a lot of people, if you've listened to the show, folks, you've heard us before, you've, you've heard us talk about the idea of reverse dollar cost averaging. This is huge. And a lot of people say, what is that? Does it really matter to me? And the answer is yes, it does. If you're pulling money from your portfolio right now, if you have a trust or you're living off of a trust or you have a portfolio in general and you are pulling money from that portfolio, I want you to tune in. And the reason is because this is huge. So a lot of people are in a situation where, you know, when you work, Randy, you're putting money in every year or when you're building a portfolio, you know, whatever it may be, you're putting money in each and every month, you're participating in dollar cost averaging. So pretty simple. Markets go up, markets go down, things go up. Could be real estate, could be anything that you purchase. The price of things change. You want to even out the price of what you're buying. Well, now all of a sudden when you're retired and you're taking money out of a portfolio, or maybe you sold a company and you have this lump sum of money that's now invested. First off, you never really experienced the dollar cost averaging if you sold the company. But now you're in retirement, you got this money. Well, what happens, folks, is this. As you take money out of that portfolio, just simple math, Randy. This is easy math. Folks, you can put in whatever portfolio number you want. But let's just use a million as a number because it's easy math, hopefully, for all of us here listening. So I'm going to give you some math work, guys, as you're listening to this show. Here we go. Million dollars. You got that million pictured in your mind? Real easy math, real easy number. Let's take a million. Let's say you're just doing, let's say you're investing in the market and you're just in the ride it out philosophy, meaning that I'm just going to hang in there. Market goes up, I'm going to go out. Market goes down, yeah, I'm going to lose some money, but hopefully it'll come back, all that. Let's say that's your philosophy. So now you got a million bucks in this particular example. And you're in a situation, again, you can use whatever number. Hopefully your portfolio is much greater, but this is simple. Million bucks, market drops 30%. Randy, I'll help you with, uh, you can help the folks out there with the math. So million dollars, market drops 30%. What's your new portfolio value? $700,000. Right. So now, hopefully you don't have to pull your calculator out to do that. (laughs) So you got 700 grand now, right? So you had a million, now you got 700,000. Here's the problem. Let's say you were taking 5% a year from that million. Well, five percent is fifty thousand dollars, fifty grand. But with the portfolio drop because the market dropped, now that portfolio value is seven hundred thousand. The problem is in retirement when you start to take a higher percentage out, the likelihood of you running out of money earlier is is much increased. So now you're in a situation where you got seven hundred grand in this example now, okay, and. Let's say 5% you want to still keep taking out. Well, obviously 5% of 700 is what? 35,000. Yeah. So you have to inherently make a decision. You have to say, here's what I'm going to do. I'm either going to take a $15,000 a year pay cut and I'm going to change my lifestyle or you take the same amount of money out 
and you end up taking seven, eight, nine percent out to get that same amount of money in income. Now the problem is you're not putting any more money in anymore. You're retired. You're not adding money every month to the portfolio. You're not building an account over the years. So you're not adding any more money in when the market grows. That is huge when it comes to the idea of saying, okay, now what do we need to make just to get back to even? Well, if we weren't taking any money out of the portfolio, Randy, if you lose 30% on your portfolio, you have to make 42% just to get back to where you were. Now, we're not talking about making any money yet. We're just talking about getting back to where you were. And, and folks, when you take a look at the 2008 years, if you went through that time, which we all did if we're alive, we're in a situation where what we know is a lot of portfolios out there, probably yours included, took you two, three, four years, sometimes longer, to recover from the losses that you experienced. Now, the problem with that, you, you, you can ride that out and we can kind of be okay if we're working, but we're, when we're in the retirement space, it's a whole different deal and we must make changes, Randy, to protect against that. And that's exactly why we have to figure out, okay, how much on-market investments do we want, meaning that they're affected by markets? Obviously, we want that to be actively traded and managed well. Our portfolios have gone back for some time. We've done really, really well as far as returns go, even in the 2008 years. All documented information. And that's why I said even earlier in the show, Randy, we're in a situation where we went to cash a little bit just previously with some of the portfolio. The reason is we want to prepare in advance. Our clients have hired us to help them protect and grow reasonably their wealth. And we take that job very seriously. And you should too, folks, as you're looking at your portfolio. You're listening to The Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. Our number is 888-511-WALL or 888-511-9255 to sit down and talk to Michael about your financial concerns. You may have that point in your life where you want to move into retirement. You want to walk away from where you are or slightly walk away from where you are and still continue partially in your business or wherever you are. Give Michael a call and let's see what we can do for you. Find us online. Learn about us. LeanOnTheWall.com. LeanOnTheWall.com. That's a great first step for you. Down to the bottom of the page, there's a button that says, Request My Review. Do that. Fill out that form there. And we hope that you and Michael will have a conversation very, very soon. We'd like to bring some interesting guests to the show. And next week, we mentioned that we're going to have the group Chicago in here. That's exciting. A band that's been around for 50 years. That's one perspective. How about a group that's just starting out? Michael is a man of faith and has a very interest in Christian music. And we know you do as well. There's a new group called Love Collide that is just getting up and going. We'll hear from them, Brooke and Lauren Deleary. Coming up next on the Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. I'm Carolyn Ryan, a financial correspondent. And I'm Michael Wall, a financial author, advisor, and radio show host. You know, Michael's one of the area's leading financial advisors, and every Sunday morning, I get to interview him about things like Social Security, the stock market, and how to plan for retirement. You'll walk away with financial news and retirement tips you can apply to your own life. Watch the Sunday Morning Money Report every Sunday right before the CBS Sunday Morning News at 8.58. See you then. Welcome back to the Wealth and Health Show with your host, Michael Wall. Michael has appeared on several national media outlets like Fox Business, Bloomberg, and CNBC. And now, back to the show. I'm gonna ride, 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 in love and say, yeah, I'm ride, 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 so, Randy, we wanted to take a minute and just interview a group called Love Collide. And they're two sisters. I thought it was kind of interesting, their story and kind of what they're about. You know, oftentimes we have the ability to, uh, and we've had on the show previously, uh, a lot of different, you know, kind of big bands from Sammy Hagar to Vince Gill to Kenny Chesney and, you know, Carrie Underwood. We were just in uh, New Orleans the other week interviewing Chicago, which was a great experience. Dynamic, huge band. 
over 100 million records sold. And, and, you know, but but a lot of times people don't get to see the other side of the story. And so that's why I thought it was kind of neat with these uh, these girls' sisters here. Love Collide is their name. They're a little bit newer in the industry. They're an independent uh, group. They're a Christian band really kind of pushing the envelope in the industry and, and helping to share their message to uh, really continue and maintain truth. But uh, from, from what I understand, share music that makes you want to move around, which is, which is a good thing. And I'm interviewing here initially. Their names are Brooke and Lauren. I want to welcome you all to the show, but Brooke, let me start with you and and talk about how did you guys end up getting into this industry? Yeah, that's a good question. We both have always loved music, and we started kind of in our own separate ways. Lauren is three and a half years older than me, and she kind of started singing in choir and getting into the industry in that way, And, and I always loved writing music and playing instruments, and so we kind of started in our own separate ways. And then whenever Lauren was 16, she went off to college in Nashville, Tennessee at Belmont. When she moved, we auditioned for this girl band, blah, 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 all things started. And, and I ended up having to come to Nashville, too, and traveling all the time. And I was 13 years old. So it started super young for us, just getting into the industry right then and there. And so it started with us, like, auditioning for a, a girl band and switched and changed and broke down and we just decided, yo, we're sisters. We've been singing together our whole lives. Let's just do this together. What better way than to do it together? And Keep it in so the family, right? Exactly. Keep it in the family. Yeah. So that's, that's how it all started. Cool, cool. So let me ask you this, and then I'm going to jump to Lauren for a minute, but let me ask you one last question, Brooke. When you look at where yeah. you guys are going in the future, how do you sum up who your audience is, who you're trying to reach with your music? Yeah, definitely trying to reach the millennials, just people, teens to the college age. It's mainly our, our goal and our, and our, because they're the future. We're like, they're the future generation and they're who's going to be deciding what our country and what the world is going to look like in a couple of years. So um, that age, uh, we're really just trying to reach and get excited because I think we're passionate about it because that's the age that we are. And we, we just want people to be as excited and use their lives meaningful as possible and for yeah. a purpose. Yeah. Connect and live with passion. I'm going to transition here to Lauren. Yeah. you know, as we talk about that. And, you know, uh, Lauren, again, thank you for uh, joining us as well and, and just yeah. sharing some thoughts on the show. Yeah. Um, but let me ask you this question in, in your eyes. Uh, we talked about kind of who you want to reach uh, when I talked with Brooke there, but what are your thoughts in relation to the type of message that you want to relay? Obviously, we heard a little bit about living on purpose, living with passion, which I'm a big fan of, big believer in. What would be one or two messages that you want to kind of relay to people as your music goes through? Well, Brooke and I are really, we really believe that authenticity is really what gets a message across. And Mm -hmm. that's in and of itself part of a message that we try to um, convey is just being real and authentic and who you are. Like she said, we're a Christian duo, we're a Christian band. So our message is always pointing back to the Lord. Um, But through that, uh, we really, through our own personal lives and our evolution of as a band we've gone through different things in our life where we're super passionate about living for god full out and not living lukewarm life not living halfway so many people will just take a seat you know sit on the bench and just watch as life you know passes them by we're really passionate about people grabbing life by the reins and living an extraordinary life because we serve an extraordinary god and that's one of our main messages and just waking up believers, waking up the church. And we also believe that Christians should be the leaders of the world. You know, Christians, unfortunately, in the Christian music, it's been several years behind for a while now. And back a really long time ago, church used to be the leaders of music and, and of art. And um, we really are wanting to get back to that where if anything has a stamp of Christian, it's the best of quality. We believe that as professionally as a business, but also in our hearts, we want to be the leaders of the industry through style, through our genre, through uh, what we say, we do, how we act. And uh, we believe that everybody can be a leader, whether you're a stay-at-home mom, you're a fireman, you're a teacher, you're whatever it is. And so we're passionate about people truly living to the fullest. Lead your industry well, right? I mean, that's, that's really the key. Exactly. So if you want to learn more about these uh, ladies, go to lovecollide.com. Again, lovecollide.com. And well, Brooke and Lauren, thank you so much for taking a few minutes and joining us on the show and sharing your thoughts. And we look forward to seeing all the great things you guys have uh, coming out in the future. Thank you so much. All right, ladies. Have a great one. All right, you too.
Worried about losing money in another market crash? Ever wonder if your investments are in the right place? I'm Michael Wall, president of three financial companies, radio show host, and TV commentator. There's a lot of fog in the financial industry, and I want the average investor to be able to break through that fog. That's why I wrote the book, Retire Once, Retire Well. It reveals secrets that Wall Street doesn't want you to know and gives you insider tips to help you maximize your wealth. Go to retirewellbook.com to get your copy right now. Welcome back to the Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. Welcome back to the Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. Online, leanonthewall.com. You are a guy that stays pretty busy there, grabbing all that you can out of life's highway. As a matter of fact, later on this morning, you will be on this Sunday morning money report, Michael. You're on CBS right before the CBS Sunday morning show each and every week now, aren't you? It's a beautiful thing. You know, it's a lot of fun. Great opportunity. Yeah, it's called the Sunday morning money report, and it's on several times, but it's, it's the idea of you know, life's busy. So we just want to share some thought and insight in about two minutes. Last week, we talked about Christy Brinkley is 60, the new 30. You know, it's kind of kind of interesting thought. You know, she was 63 and on the cover of Sports Illustrated. She's obviously still looks great. And she's in a situation where uh, I think it's kind of a cool message for people and women in general to say, hey, listen, you know, just because you're 60 doesn't mean you got to kind of throw in the towel. I mean, it's there, there's still a lot of life left. And so we, we kind of talked a little bit about the fact that 60 is the new 30. And each and every week on CBS, just leading into the CBS Sunday morning show, Randy, at about 8, 8.58 or so, we talk about different topics. And it's just kind of a fun thing. So had the opportunity to do that, jumped on it. So if people want to check us out there each and every week, we're there. I mentioned last next week we're going to have the group Chicago on the uh, on the show and Michael had the opportunity to sit down and interview them. We were in New Orleans and we stayed at the Ritz Carlton and you've probably stayed at a Ritz at one time in your life and you know I just I got to tell you a quick story Michael I, I I went down for breakfast that morning and I didn't know where the restaurant was so I walked through the lobby there and there was a young lady her name was Emily and I said Emily where's the restaurant and she said walk this way and she took me she didn't point toward the restaurant and said, just walk that way. She took me down to the restaurant. And she said, as she was talking, she told me about the wonderful beignets that they have and a little bit about the buffet. She dropped me off at that front desk there in front of the restaurant. I was greeted by another hostess. She took me to my table. I sat down. Very soon after, two ladies came down and said, while you're waiting for your waitress, is there anything that we can do for you? And they explained to me what was going on in the restaurant and where I needed to go. My waitress named Jenna, I remember her name very well. She sat down. She, uh, well, she didn't sit down. She, she said her name and she asked my name. And throughout the rest of the breakfast, she called me by my name. And they were just fantastic as far as the service was concerned. It was impeccable. Mm. And I thought to myself, Michael, as we were discussing that, that... Customer service is just different. If, if I went to the McDonald's and got a $5 breakfast, service would be one thing. And there's nothing wrong with McDonald's. I love me some McDonald's every now and then, okay? But it's different. I paid $30 for that breakfast, but I got $100 service. And as I was sitting there thinking about that, you talk about that regularly on the program, Michael, that there is a difference with different people and how they help people with their money and how you approach the idea of helping people with their money. Well, yeah, Randy. I mean, and by the way, it sounds like you need to go ahead and copy that, what you just said, and, and uh, send, <laughs> send it, it to, to the, the Ritz. Ritz. I mean, geez, maybe they'll give you a, I mean, I don't, you remember the, you remember the lady's names? You're talking about where you were. They made like, an impression, oh man. They made an yeah, impression. Like, yeah. I went there, the silverware was, you know, all this stuff. No, I mean, you, you, it was, it was good, but you know, it's interesting. Yeah. I mean, it, it, you see that a lot of times. And I, you know, one of the things that we talked about when we were flying out is the idea that you kind of get used to, you kind of almost get immune. Mm-hmm to that level of service, you know, because you're in a place where you're going to places and they're just, you know, you're staying at places like that on a semi-regular basis when you travel or whatever, and you just expect that level of service. And it's almost like when you don't get it, it's like, huh, what's going on here? Now, it's not that you need and have to have that. I mean, let's not, let's be honest, you know, you don't have to have that to live life. But, you know, when it comes to everything that you've worked hard for, kind of to your point, you get what you pay for. And I yeah. think that's what you're saying. And so, you know, that's really an important point for people to know. You know, this this race to free, which we've talked about before. Everybody's talking about free, free, free. I want it free. You know, I was talking with uh, an assistant that we have 
Uh, we were talking about some different clients one time. They were talking about how they were thinking that we may do this or that for free. And I was like, you know, this is not a nonprofit. You know, I, I've spent a lot of time. I've spent on training over the years to gain the knowledge and the skills and all the time and the effort that I've put in to get the knowledge and obtain the knowledge and continue to learn to help build, in a lot of ways, recession-proof or help build recession-proof portfolios. Now, that doesn't mean we're perfect all the time. No one is. But it does mean we've been able to say, okay, let me take a look at not just one part of the industry. You know, I'm going to research the Harvard and Yale endowment models. I'm going to research, you know, the off-market models. I'm going to research hybrid models. I'm going to look at annuity structures. Even though a lot of people hate them, some people love them. I'm going to look at stock portfolios. I'm going to look at building out our own equity portfolio, which we've done. And I'm going to look at all of these different things and spend a lot of time, a lot of effort, and a lot of money in training over the years. And so when people come to us, they realize, listen, we're not the most inexpensive firm in town. But we're not the most expensive firm in town. But one of the things I can tell you is, is the service and the quality that people get. I've never, I've never once really, other than, than that passing thought, really in a situation, Randy, had someone say, we're not satisfied with, with what you're offering, with what you're charging. Because at the end of the day, when you go into a dealership to buy a car, if you go to the Ferrari dealership or you go to a Mercedes dealership, you're not going in there saying, okay, what's this thing get gas mileage? I mean, it's the wrong question. If you're going to buy a 60, 70, 80, 100, 200, whatever thousand dollar car, you don't ask what the gas mileage is. And it's not that you can't ask that, but you know, if you're worried about how much you're paying per gallon, you probably shouldn't be in there buying that car. Now, that doesn't mean you have to own those cars. Don't get me wrong, but it's the idea of service. It's the idea of what type of service do you want to have? And I think one of the things that people, Randy, unfortunately downplay is they put relationships first too often when it comes to their wealth. And here's what I mean by that. They're in a situation where, well, you know, my my friend's brother-in-law or my friend's son or my friend's sister or my niece or, hey, I got a friend that I met over here and, and you know, they're in a situation where they're an advisor or they, they work with a firm that manages wealth. And they're starting that relationship because of a friendship. And there's nothing wrong with that. We got great friendships with a lot of our clients. That's what we strive to do. That's why we're boutique. That's why we keep the numbers to a minimum. But I think what's important, folks, is you're looking for the right solution out there. Maybe we're it. Maybe we're not. And that's okay. But as you're looking for the right solution out there, I think what's important is that you understand that you need to be in a place where you cannot be making decisions just on relationship and friendship. You have to make decisions based on value and based on the presentation of what's being offered. You know, when I'm in a situation, Randy, as well, when I'm, when I'm there and we go to the hotel or we go anywhere else, you know, you expect a certain level of service and a certain level of whatever. And quite honestly, the Ritz, just as you were talking, they want to know. If they have staff there that is not performing up to standard, they want to know that because they want that standard to be produced. Same way with when you, when you contact our team. You know, if someone out there reaches out to us, whether it's leanonthewall.com or they give us a ring on the phone, you know, and they contact our team, there's a certain level of service that is to be extended. And we want to be in a situation where we're extending that service. And that goes not just from building out the plan, Randy, but that also goes to, you know, doing what I call Minute with Michaels, where every month and a half to two months, I send out a kind of a, a just a real simple conversational video with clients. And I basically share my thoughts on what's going on as well as anything that is important pertaining to their portfolio. Well, that's important because it's another touch point. And it's a way we can connect and communicate in addition to the progress meetings when people come into the office. So, you know, these are all things I think you got to evaluate, not just what's the cost, what's the cost. You know, when you go to a nicer restaurant, you're going to pay more money. You expect that. But you're okay with that because you want quality. And my goodness, why in the world, why in the world, Randy, would we ever want to go cheap with everything that we've worked our entire life for? Our wealth, that just doesn't make any sense to me at all. Great, great points. You're listening to the Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. You can find us online. Look us up. Find out more about what Michael does, who Michael is, what he's all about at leanonthewall.com. 
Com. Lean on the wall.com. Give us a call, 888-511-WALL or 888-511-9255. When you tool around the website, you'll see things about Michael's book called Retire Once, Retire Well. You'll see that Michael's been on Fox Business and CNBC and Bloomberg and USA Today and a number of other locations as well. You can find out more at leanonthewall.com. Well, Michael, we have just a few moments left here. We didn't do our Ask Michael segment for today, but we did have a question by email come in about estate planning. This is an aspect of what you do. People think of a financial advisor as somebody who moves money around, but there's a whole lot more to it than that because there are questions past the money, aren't there? Yeah, there sure are. And, you know, estate planning is a big part of uh, the picture, Randy. It's something that must be considered, again, because it's the idea of, you know, if we just grow wealth over time, or protect and grow wealth over time, really, protection should be paramount in retirement. Over time, we're in a situation where, as I mentioned continually, we're just building up Uncle Sam's portion. Think about it. If you got $5 million in the portfolio, and you take that and you grow it to $10 million, or you got $10 million, you grow it to $20 million, you got $20 million, you grow it to $40 million, whatever, you're in a situation where that additional monies, as it transitions to heirs, if it's not correctly allocated, and if it's not correctly positioned, there's going to be over tax on it. This is a big, big deal. You know, you got the federal state tax level, which is over a little over five million and change per person is is the ratio percentage high there. And then if you have IRA monies, you're literally in a situation, Randy, where in a, in a portfolio you could have 60, 70, 80 percent or more in taxes. Now think about that for a minute. That is just unbelievably crazy. So you need to make sure that you have the right trust in place. Now, I'm not an attorney, but we work with almost kind of in a family office type style. We work with attorneys that actually can help and assist with that planning because we want to make sure that the things are are in line, the ducks are in a row, that we can legally, morally, and ethically disinherit the IRS. And that's why, of course, again, we have that tax planning company for people that are you know, looking to do that. It's it's a very important thing, Randy. We want to make sure that we hit on all cylinders in that space. Well, we want a holistic look at our finances. We want an advisor that can handle all of those areas. And Michael is a guy who can certainly talk to you about all the aspects of financial planning. Give us a call, 888-511-WALL, 888-511-9255, or online, it's leanonthewall.com. Michael, we have come to the end of the program for today, so I'll give you the last word. Yeah, Randy, I mean, it's just, it's just true that we need to take steps to protect and grow and just listen, have fun in life. You know, the whole point in just connecting here with these things is so you can move past this stuff and just enjoy life. You know, one of the things that I'm going to do today as we go and head out after we uh, go into church, we serve a little bit this Sunday morning, you know, we're going to hang with the kids, you know, whether we go to the beach, maybe we just hang out in general, but we're just going to have fun with our family because we've taken steps to put the right things in place for ourselves personally. And that's what we love to do for people. Well, hey folks, again, we want to thank you for joining in, tuning in next week. You're not going to want to miss the show. We got a great interview, a lot of good insight from Chicago, the band. I mean, just a stellar band been around for a long time over 50 years so you're going to want to tune in and catch that out if you if you missed the previous parts of the show go to leanonthewall.com and you can click on the radio media tab and i'm going to encourage you if you didn't have a chance to catch all the shows subscribe there as well we have a lot of people tune in online via podcast and that sort of thing in addition got questions about your story give us a ring at 888-511-WALL and until next week listen here is to living well in any economy we'll talk to you soon have a good one thanks so much folks Thanks for listening to the Wealth and Health Radio Show with Michael Wall. To schedule your own personal appointment, call 888-511-WALL. That's 888-511-9255. And to find out more about Michael and the Wall Financial Group, head to leanonthewall.com. The information covered today is designed to provide general information on the subjects covered. It is not, however, intended to provide specific legal or tax advice. It cannot be used to avoid tax penalties or to promote, market, or recommend any tax plan or arrangement. You are encouraged to consult your tax attorney or advisor. Guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurer. Riders may be available at an additional cost. Products and features may vary from state to state. For full details on how life insurance works, including fees, expenses, and costs, contact our office at 888-511-WALL.